Welcome to Square Mile Boxing Innovators, where we talk to the people who have approached the sport of boxing in their own way and created a pathway through the sport that others have followed. We feature some of the biggest names in the sport who explain their story and what makes them unique and what sets them apart within boxing. I caught the boxing bug. I put the work in, and uh, I'm, I'm in love with this sport. My power, my speed took him out in the first round. So welcome to the Square Mile Boxing Innovators podcast, and to my great delight, we've got Jake Paul. Jake, how are you? I'm good, man. Busy, busy. A lot going on. Uh, nonstop, traveling a lot, and uh, doing interviews, press, media, training business stuff so just uh just going 24 7 man yeah i can imagine i can imagine so this is all in reference to your upcoming fight with ben Askren, which we will come on to in time but really the the thought behind having you as part of this series that we're running is that we're looking at innovators within boxing and i think um you know with your background and where you've come from and the profile that you bring to the sport immediately um you sum up where perhaps the sport goes wrong in certain places in that it doesn't fighters don't build profiles before entering it do you think that's fair to say yeah yeah 100 percent. i mean the, these uh, boxers are growing up their whole entire lives in the gym every single day you know whereas i was a little bit different where i was focused on content and building my brand every single day so you know I think boxers now are trying to learn how to build their brand and I'm the opposite where I already have the brand, but I'm learning how to box. Do you think to that end, perhaps boxers, uh, and again, you come from a slightly different route, but over in the UK, they would come as per America from an amateur background into the sport. Do you think they ought to put more time and effort into building up who they are and why people should buy into them before they become professional boxers? I think, yeah, I think it, hundred uh, percent at the end of the day, this is a business, you know, it's, it's a sport, but it's a business. So it really depends on what someone wants to do. If they want to be the greatest boxer of all time, then they shouldn't care about social media and they can just become the greatest boxer of all time. But if they want to make, you know, money and, you know, make billions of dollars, then they should focus on pay-per-view ticket sales. <laughs> and the only really way to do that is to, have fans and to get your name out there. So if we rolled it back um, to pre your first entrance into boxing and kind of your athletic background, um, from what I understand, you wrestled in college. Um, and I think Logan was maybe the more successful of the two of you at, at that. Is that correct? Um, we both, we both wrestled and uh, I just dropped out of high school to pursue acting. Okay, so you uh, you were on Disney Channel programs. That yeah, yeah. I remember watching them with my uh, my little girl when I was younger. Um, so when when did you kind of get the buzz? At what point in your life did you get the buzz for boxing? Uh, for me, I've just always loved being competitive, and I grew up a boxing fan and MMA fan, and just always loved you know getting getting my hands dirty. Um, so. Just have always loved it my whole entire life. 
And when I won my first boxing match in uh, 2018, you know, I just proved everyone wrong. And at the end of the day, it's like, that was such a great feeling because I can control the outcome of my boxing matches. Uh, and that's why I love it. So just everything about it, I, I feel like I was made for this sport and winning and, you know, the shit talk, the leading up, the outfits, the, you know, the parties, the, the training, like, I just love everything about it. So you do, you do approach it with more than it's not about the, the time you're in the ring. It's about everything that comes with it. The, um, as you say, the, the training camp through to the image, through to the outfit, through to the ring walk, everything is given thought and, and consideration. A hundred percent. You have to, you know, otherwise you're just like everyone else. If we roll it back, you mentioned that first fight um, that you had. And I think it's probably fair to say that you surprise people um, in that a lot of the YouTube boxes that we've seen um, through the sport don't have the fundamentals and, you know, the footwork, the ability to throw a jab. You actually had all of that. Um, do, do you think that you surprise people yourself in, in your abilities? 100%. You know, that's why I'm so outspoken and reckless with my shit talk <laughs> is because since day one of training, you know, everyone around me was telling me, wow, like you have a natural talent for this. Like this isn't usual. You shouldn't be this good, this fast. Um, and that, that hasn't slowed down. Um, and so I'm, I'm three years in and beating guys who have been fighting their whole entire lives, both in MMA and in boxing. Uh, so I, I have a natural talent for this. And I think it goes back to my wrestling background and, you know, the footwork that I, and the coordination that I worked on for years and years in, in that sport, like transferred over to boxing very quickly. Yeah. And I just have a desire to be great at anything I do. I don't want to be mediocre. And so if I'm going to do something, then I'm going to study it. I'm going to, try to be the best I can possibly be and be in the top 1%. I don't care how long I've been doing it. So what does your training routine look like? Like how does it fit over the course of a week? How many hours are you kind of sat or in the gym? Uh, I mean, it, it really depends. You know, our, our schedule is pretty fluid and uh, we have a sort of a training method that like works for us and, you know, we're, we're doing anything from sprinting, jogging, boxing, hitting heavy bags, speed bag, mitts, sparring, strength and conditioning, CrossFit, uh, hill runs, uh, beach shadow boxing, yoga, uh, you know, lots of recovery, ice baths, stretching. Um, we, we pretty much do it all. Um, and, I've dedicated my life to this. So I, I really like never stop training. The only time I'm not, I think all of it training, even when you're eating, that's part of training. Uh, sleeping is part of training. So it's really 24 seven. This is, this is a 24 seven job. And really the only times I am not focused on that is when I'm doing interviews and such like this. And that's interesting you say about being at 24-7. Do you apply a lot of value to the mental side of it and the mental preparation to fighting? A hundred percent. You know, I think fighting is more mental than, than it is physical at the end of the day. 
you know, anyone can go outside and get in good shape and work out and maybe learn to throw a couple punches, but are you actually a warrior? You know, are you, do you have that heart of a lion? Uh, do you, do you have what it takes to keep on pushing when the going gets tough? And not a lot of people do. And a lot of people psych themselves out before matches. And at the end of the day, it's a, it's a one-on-one sport. And it's, you know, it's very easy to lose yourself in, in all of the, the hype and the promotion and, you know, the lead up and all that. And that, that's one of the things that intrigues me, I suppose, about your involvement in the sport is that you don't have to be doing this. There are people out there that do have to be doing it. They've, in, in a different way, they've dedicated their lives from a young age. You've come into it later, but you've, you've got a background that means you don't have to be doing this at all. So what is it then that draws you into actually, you know, becoming and being a legitimate fighter um, when you don't have to do it? What's the driving force behind it? I just love it. Like, I love everything about it. Like I said, you know, I feel like I was put on earth to do this. I feel like my resume and where I came from and sort of everything that lines up, like this is a match made in hell for Jake Paul to come to boxing. So, uh, so it's, it's unique and it's exciting. And I'm at a young age and, you know, clearly, uh, doing big things in the sport already. No, no, no one ever has headlined their own event in their third pro fight ever with Justin Bieber performing. Um, so, you know, I see that and I'm like, wow, I can take this, I can take this as far as I want to. And, you know, I'm thankful to be in the position I'm I'm in. Um, And and I just have that boxing bug and I love, I love cracking people in the face. Do you understand why people struggle to understand why you want to come into it? Because most people work from like a a rough background coming up into the sport. Whereas you come from, uh, I'm not saying not a rough background, but you've got the, the wealth to go already and therefore it's it's almost working in reverse from what most normal pathways would be into boxing do you understand why people would struggle to comprehend the kind of uh, the love that you have for it and the passion for sure yeah it's definitely not it's definitely not normal and that's why you know it's it's ruffling a lot of people's feathers yeah you know people the only way you're liked in this generation is if you're normal and boring that's the only way you're like, you have to just go about your life and not harm a soul and just don't talk to anyone and don't say anything. Cause no matter what, if you speak on your opinion, you're going to be hated by someone in this day and age. Um, and yeah, I could tot- I could totally see it, but you know, that's, that's why this is this. Everyone should be, you know, afraid of this Jake Paul kid coming into boxing because it's like, I don't have to do this. I'm choosing to do this. I love doing this and I'm going to work my ass off to prove everyone wrong. I was going to say, I, I get the sense and I might be wrong, that that's what drives you to do it is that people think you can't do it. hundred percent. So, I mean, it's partially that, but it's also, it's partially to prove just to myself, you know, it, it's like half and half. It's okay. I'm going to prove everyone else wrong, but also I'm going to prove my, to myself that like I can do whatever I put my mind to.
intrigued by um, when I go back to your first fight, the one versus Denji. That was done as not a professional belt, but uh, an exhibit exhibition belt. What was the reason behind going professional? Um, I hate headgear. <laughs> like it gets in my way. I can't see when I'm wearing it, <laughs> and it looks cheesy as shit. Like it's just stupid. Headgear is stupid, and uh, I love the smaller gloves. And that's how you knock people out. Like when you're doing amateur, you're wearing the big gloves with the headgear. You can't really knock someone out. Um, so put on the small gloves, take off the headgear, and let's do the real thing. Like there's there's no point in in easing our way into this. This is boxing at the end of the day. You're still getting hit in the face. <laughs> and you still have to go in there, and it's a one-on-one -on -one match. So it's um, yeah, really more exciting. In kind of integrity reasons, you wanted to do it professionally rather than through the, the kind of exhibition route. Hundred percent. No, I'm, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it legit, just like anything. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to come in and halfway do something, and you know, that's that's why it's crazy with this upcoming fight. It's like I've had three fights total in my life, but I'm the betting favorite against a guy who's been a multiple time world champion. Like, how does that make any sense? I was going to touch on that later on, but we'll hit on him now. Like your fight with Ben Askren coming up. He is a um, storied background in, in fighting, um, you know, not in boxing particularly, but through MMA. Does it bother you? Um, like, does that strike a fear into you at all that he is um, probably more legitimate as an opponent than the ones you've previously had? Does that kind of fire you up or, or strike a fear? No, again, it fires me up. It's like a challenge. And again, that's what makes this fight so interesting is that a lot of people think he's going to win because of that fighting background. And when I go in there and starch him in less than two rounds – People are going to be like, oh my gosh, what, what, what just happened? And then they're going to make up some excuse after that, of course, um, as to why I won. But, you know, it's a challenge. And uh, again, I, I'm so confident in my ability. I'm, I'm sparring against MMA fighters with more accolades than Ben Askren in, in practice and beating them. Uh, so I'm, I'm not worried about you know, whatever he's going to bring to the table. There's nothing he can do that will surprise me in the ring. When you say about your sparring partners, because you work with some legitimate names from BJ Flores um, through to the MMA fighters that you say about, does it, does it bother you that fans and commentators don't give you the respect for treating it as seriously as you do? Uh... It doesn't bother me. It's just like ignorance, but like I'm used to people being ignorant. Like our society is ignorant in general and they think they know everything. And I've like mastered the consumer and how to manipulate society. So like, it doesn't really bother me. You know, they're, if anything, they're playing into my game because for that exact reason, they're going to tune in just to see, you know, what, what I do on fight night and they're paying the pay-per-view, which is going into my pockets. Do you play it a little bit like the Floyd Mayweather 
style, where by the end of his career, people were paying to see him lose and hoping that they would see him lose. And they would pay their $50, $60, whatever it was, to, in the hope that he would lose. Do you consciously go out of your way to uh, provoke people into that mindset? Um, I don't I don't go out of my way, but I, I think part of that has become, you know, what's happening here, which is a lot of the MMA community want to see me lose. You know, the, all the Dana White fans, all the McGregor fans, all of Ben Askren's, like wh- whatever he's bringing over. Uh, and, and even part of the boxing community wants to see me lose just because just out of pure jealousy and like hatred. So, uh yeah, that, that is sort of what is happening here. People definitely are wanting to pay to see me lose. But I also have such strong fans and, you know, the, the people who are ride or dies and, and that support me. So it, it works both ways. When you say about the boxing community, when you um, had your Alison Gibbs fight, the, um, the UK fans over here will remember it partly. Uh, it took place on an Eddie Hearn show. Did you learn a lot from Eddie Hearn about the boxing world when you worked with him? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he didn't, we didn't really talk much at all. Um, yeah. Oh, so there wasn't too much interaction then? It was more just you were on a card and Eddie Hearn was promoting it? It was... Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure whether there would be a tighter kind of fit with it, but uh, would you would you plan on working with him again? I think he wanted. I think he wanted Gib to win, so it was like that sort of energy. Okay. (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) Would you work with him again in the future if the opportunity was there? I mean, yeah, Eddie's dope. You know, I don't. I don't see how we would work together, but. You know, I, I think Eddie's a good, great guy, and I'm a fan of Eddie's. So, um, yeah, it'd be dope to work with him. Do you feel like you can work without a promoter, given the kind of profile that you bring to the sport and the headlines that you can generate without needing a promoter? Do you think it's something that you're able to do yourself? 100%. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what we proved with the last event. Uh, and, and again, that's what we'll prove with this event is I'm sort of doing the marketing myself and doing the promotion and jumping on interviews like these. And, you know, I have my whole content team and we're coming up with ideas that Triller uh, is executing. And, um, I think, I think moving forward, you know, if you have the social media presence as a boxer, then you probably won't need a promoter. Would you go into it yourself when you finished uh, fighting? Would you look at doing boxing promotion? I think it's, it's definitely a conversation <laughs> for sure. Um, but, you know, just something that I have to see, you know, do I want to dedicate my, my time to this and, and, uh, and really dive in, dive in first, dive in head first. Yeah. Um, when you say about the, the kind of promotions and the content you put out with your team, do you think the sport is missing out on lots of opportunities? It's quite a loaded question, but where you put out the, the video to Conor McGregor, you put out the video to Floyd Mayweather, high production, well thought out pieces. Do you think the boxing is missing out on that like WWE style promotional video? 100%. 
yeah, I, I think all these fights would be a lot bigger if fighters were willing to dedicate themselves to understanding content and making content and making call out videos and, you know, talking shit back and forth. You know, that's, that's what we're seeing right now with me and Ben Askren. Like the stuff he's putting out is hilarious, you know, and he's doing a great job of, of, yeah. Yeah. He's doing a great job of promoting the fight and talking back, talking shit back and forth with me. You know, that's what gets the general audience, the general population excited to watch a fight. There's the boxing fans like myself who are going to watch a lot of these fights, no matter what, like David Benavidez versus Ronald Ellis. Like I'm going to watch that fight because it's super exciting. But if I ask my friend John or Marcos about that fight, they will have no idea about it because they're not true boxing fans. But if you ask them about some of these fights where the fighters are actually talking shit, or if you ask them about Ryan Garcia, you know, who's posting content, they're going to understand what's going on and be excited to watch. Have any fighters ever approached you and asked for advice on it? Um, a little bit, a little bit, but it's, uh, it's, it's sort of one of those things where you have to just do it for yourself and figure it out as you go. It's like, it's like trying to tell someone how to drive a car. It's like, can't just tell them that. I just have to do it and learn. What surprised you most about boxing so far as a, a sport and an industry? Like, what are the things that have, have taken you by surprise that you weren't anticipating? Um, I don't know. I, th I think it was pretty much all anticipated. I think you know, the, the biggest thing that people probably don't understand is like how much you have to sacrifice. Like there's really even no way to capture how much you have to sacrifice. Like if you wanted to put it into a documentary to explain to people, like this is how much you have to sacrifice to become a boxer and to become, you know, whatever, they wouldn't even truly understand. Um, the, you have to dedicate yourself to this, more than more than anything else in the world in my opinion or at least anything that i've done so it's uh it's a lot of risk and it's a lot of reward and have you found it difficult to adapt your your lifestyle towards boxing um not not really i think it's been like a gradual change over the past three years um, but I, I have an amazing team and friend group around me and everyone's super supportive and yeah, we're, we're more focused than ever. So, um, it's just about, it's just about making that commitment and turning the switch. When we look Sorry to jump in. I just want to flag quickly. I know, um, Jake has a hard out at two 30, so we've got time for a couple more questions. Oh, thank you, Katie. Um, all right, I'll pick out a couple of my, my top questions that are left. Um, what's your ambitions in the sport, Jake? Where do you, where do you see yourself ending up? Uh, I, I, I want to fight, uh, you know, a lot of these MMA fighters, bring them over into the, into the boxing ring, specifically them because I have beef with a lot of them. <laughs> and uh, they love to talk shit back and forth with me. Um, and so I need to settle a lot of that beef, but I think over the next three to four years, it's, it's me becoming the, one of the biggest prize fighters in the sport. 
and and in general. And so you see yourself continuing down the route of finding um, other athletes, not necessarily boxers, but athletes that you can pick out or come to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have personal beefs with like six people right now. So <laughs> those are sort of the next six people on my list um, if, if they have the balls enough to sign the contract. So... Uh, and the final one, if I can, I just wanted to touch on Triller being the pay-per-view carrier for um, for your fight. Is it important to work with people like the Zone, like Triller, that are doing things a bit differently? No, a hundred percent. I think we're, we're seeing a change in this sport, and you you want to be with the front runners and want to be with the people who are doing it the most exciting. And you know this this sport needs change. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay for evolution to happen and for change to happen. Change is good. And that's what we're seeing right now is the boxing industry is changing for the better. It's an exciting time to be a boxer. And, and uh, yeah, Triller is crushing it. And, you know, the, the more innovation we can bring to this sport, the better. Because boxing helped save my life and it helped me get on this amazing path and it helped me become a better person and, and to mature and to grow up and to become an adult. Um, and so I think more people need to know about the sport. More people need to be fans of the sport. And that's, that's really what I want to help accomplish. Brilliant. Brilliant. I appreciate your time massively, Jake uh, and Katie, who's helped organize this uh, as part of the Square Mile Boxing Innovators podcast series. Best of luck in your fight with Ben. Best of luck in the future after that. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. For more interviews and features with some of the most engaging personalities in the world of TV and film, music, sport and culture, go to squaremile.com.